Welcome to ConX, a global leadership platform for construction executives. Today, I have uh, Jeremy Owens today. He's the president of USA Construction Zone, Inc. And uh, Jeremy, how are you doing this morning or afternoon? Excellent, Scott. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you, you, uh, you having me on. So tell us a little bit about you, first of all, all you know, where'd you grow up, kind of how'd you get to where you're at, and then we'll switch hands and Tell me about your company a little bit. So sure, sounds so, great. Yeah, I am a third generation in construction. Um, we own a business out here in Folsom, California, called Three Generations Improvements, and I am the third generation. My grandpa Bob um, started in remodeling in the 1950s, and so that's kind of where my roots started. And unfortunately, we lost uh, my grandpa Bob this year. Um, he was in his 90s, so he lived a great life, but I'm kind of you know, there's a lot of honoring going on with him. It's 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 a it's a heavy time for our our family business. But he was the first kind of he launched us into uh, our careers. My dad in the 70s, and then myself in 2002. I kind of followed in their footsteps, and so it's been kind of a great ride. It's it's so unique having having I guess roots that start back in the 50s because the industry was just so different, and the way you uh, you know talk to clients and I don't know if anybody's just ever seen that movie Tin Man with Danny DeVito and sighting salesmen and mm -hmm. just, it's just it was such a different time so kind of learning from from their experiences and kind of merging technology and new ways to do business now is it's been fun. So uh so where'd you grow up? You grew up right there or actually grew up I have a big family contingent up in Spokane, Washington. So I uh, grew up in the Northwest, it moved down here in the uh, late um like 1988-89. So I moved right right before that giant earthquake in the Bay Area. So that was kind of my um hey, here's California. <laughs> <laughs> so uh it was a it was a quite an eye-opening experience for sure, but most of my life been here in, in Folsom, which is uh, in the Sacramento area. Well, I have to commend you cuz being in the third generation now, you know, I'm sure you know this more than anyone. There's a reason that the federal government offers tax incentives to third generation companies is because they're so rare, you know, um, and it's such so hard. I'm not exactly sure why it's so hard, but, you know, it's a uh, it's that third going from second to third is always a difficult, difficult thing. Yeah, I would say it's getting more rare um, in my experience and talking with clients. They say, oh, that's really unique. And I think the the biggest reason that I can see is that, you know, there's a lot of egos involved, right? When you're a business owner, when, you know, you're in construction, there tends to be some pride and ego involved. And, and fortunately for me, uh, my grandpa and my father are not, um, you know, they don't have egos and pride where, you know, they gave me the business at a young age and said, you know, you have the business mind, you go for it. And, and everyone kind of knew what they were good at. And my dad's like the best salesman I've ever seen. So he just stuck with what he was really good at. And I think because we were all able to put our pride aside and, and just kind of do what we were good at, um, it, may, it made a lot of sense and it made it a little easier for us. But I think when people butt heads because of, there's an ego or you know somebody wants the title or whatever it is, I think that's, that's where people get into trouble. Well, you know, I work with my two sons and, uh, you know, I know um, that it can be challenging at times. We've learned ways that to navigate it, which you probably have too. Um, and, uh, you know, for us, like, like one of the big things I have is that I need to have somebody between me and them <laughs> because it helps tremendously and it can always be that way. However, yeah. 
how have you and your dad and your grandfather uh, made it to where you guys, I mean, obviously you don't get along all the time, but, you know, m make it function? Yeah, I think giving each other space to, um, you know, just to operate, do what we need to do. So, you know, I mean, with the pandemic and with, you know, we've always spent a lot of time working from home and that's been our strategies. We, we never, you know, had too much pride where we, we wanted to open up a retail spot. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we just didn't want to go open up doors at eight. You know, we wanted, we're, we're too involved with our families. You know, I'm a coach and I do stuff with my family that I want to be able to just take off during the day when I can. And so our whole business model has been very much, you know, family first. Um, and then, you know, business is secondary. So we didn't want to put either ourselves or our employees in a, in a spot where, hey, you need to come open up shop. You need to be here eight to five. We wanted the flexibility to be able to come and go, please. And we all work our butts off. So that's never been an issue. You know, we'll find time to work. That's There's never an issue with that. Um, so I think the answer is just you know, giving each other space and we're not in the in the office together all the time. And, you know, so I think that that does help. So tell us a little bit about the company. What what, what do you guys focus on doing? I mean, you started a long time ago. So what did you guys start out doing and kind of walk us through where you guys are at today? Yeah. So um, we've always been in the remodeling side. Uh, so we've always been in the siting, window, decking space. Um, so really exterior home improvements has been our specialty for for many decades. So, you know, there, there are times when we, we tried to pivot or wanted to pivot into other products, but, you know, there's always something that, that makes you kind of go back to your bread and butter, you know, whether that's a, a downturn in the economy or whether that's a labor shortage or supply or COVID, whatever it may be, we just tend to go, okay, I guess we need to focus on what we're really, really good at. And that has really been, for us, siting has been our, our number one product. So we're, we're really experts on know new products and 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 the exterior home improvements so it's always been somewhere in, in remodeling and exterior improvements but it's been um you know like i said the changes from the old aluminum siding days to vinyl to what's what's out there now has been cool to see too that there's a lot of technology um really in construction in general well you know the f funny thing is that i redid my home about gosh about two years ago and i had you know done anything you know uh, exterior on my house in a long time and then I realized holy cow hardy board has come along a long way I never yeah. I didn't even know that hardly uh, hardy board comes pre-painted yeah you know yeah. you can get it pre-painted and yeah. and then uh it's it just it's it's funny how the technology had you're like you're, you said has changed so much you know yeah yeah it's always helpful too right to have great products to to help yourself sure so oh, absolutely. yeah we're absolutely. all for it yeah so, so tell us about any kind of significant events that kind of shaped the business model that you guys have today. Yeah, good question. I mean, I would say, you know, for me personally, um, I went to college and got my business degree. And um, out of college, I went and kind of dabbled in some other industries. And I even actually worked for a, a manufacturer supplier called Allside. And and so I tried my, my hat at some some other aspects i was still in construction but you know the that that's right before the downturn in the economy and i kind of looked at my dad i was just stressed corporate corporate life for me didn't work out i just i had a hard time answering for people and getting approval to go to my son's baseball game or being a coach or whatever that may be i had a hard time with it so 
I looked at my dad um, in the early 2000s and said, look, I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm all in on the family business. And so that to me was a pivotal moment because it just completely shifted my mind into business ownership, entrepreneurship. I just started going down that rabbit hole and saying, I will do this forever. I will always have my own thing. And so that was a pivotal moment for me where I, I was all in with the family business. And from there, it's been just a, an ongoing, you know, learning experience, you know, a business development, leadership, all these things have come my way. And I've tried to say yes to as many things as I could because I always wanted to kind of feed my brain. And I have kind of one of those brains that doesn't shut off at night, you know, it just keeps going. So um, I said, let's just ride this wave. And so that's been kind of my um, my journey, I guess, in construction. Well, you know, and what you said is uh, unique in the fact that some people just can't work in the corporate world. And I, I had to say that's kind of me, you know, I mean, I always wanted to have my own path and and, you know, cut my own path through the forest, you know, and so there's some people like that. And on the other side of it, you have to deal with the consequences, of that, <laughs> you know, the yeah. reality that that you don't get a paycheck unless you do work, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, the downturn of the economy, I can remember, you know, sleepless nights, you know, can we make payroll, you know, those kinds of things that, yeah, those are the challenging times, right? When you're like, oh, man, and that, you know, the, the weight on your shoulders gets a little bit more heavy. Um, I guess even with it, though, I would rather rather have that than the other way around, you know, being laid off without knowing it, it would be a, a, a nightmare story for me in the corporate world. So, you know, um, it, it there's definitely pros and cons for sure. Um, so I'm interested here because my next question goes about game changing events. And when I think about what you do in the industry you're in, I think of 2008, yeah. I think of the current environment that we're in. So, uh, you know, how have has those times really affected your guys as a business? I mean, 2008, that probably hit you guys pretty dang hard, huh? It did. Yeah, it was a it was a tough time. It was, um, you know. I think everyone struggled, especially when it came to things like remodeling, where people could, you know, maybe forego things like that in their lives. Um, you know, siding, windows, decking, although it, it is a necessity for some people, for a lot of people, you know, they they waited. And, and so it just means that you have to scratch and claw and, you know, you have to do everything you can to make that next sale. And it was kind of a, a tough time too. I had my my best friend Logan from from high school um, come to me and and needed a job, and so it was tough. We said yes because we knew he 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 was in a bad spot and we wanted to help and we knew that hey if we can ride this wave together that having him a part of our team would be great going forward. And sure enough, he's still part of the team now, and I couldn't imagine three generations without him now. So. There's, there was a lot of challenges thrown our way. And now with COVID too, it's it that one was different. You know, we were essential, right? Which was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, it was challenging because you had to kind of navigate the waters. And we're in California and the, you know, there's a lot more rules and regulations and things to know. So it was a, a little challenging to go through that. Um, I think that's you know, when I really started to realize um, that I needed to expand my network and really have a, a peer network that I could rely on. And and that's really when I started to develop U.S. Construction Zone quicker because I realized that, you know, if we're not 
if we can't be together in person as an industry, whether that's a conference or what have you, I wanted a way for us to connect nationwide through the year. And, and that's when I started to develop, really kind of ramp up development of U.S. Construction Zone. So, um, so is COVID, I mean, is, this COVID thing has confused me. Like some industries are just through the roof and then some people are struggling like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's probably benefited you guys. I mean, as far, I shouldn't say benefited. You guys have probably seen an increase in business just because people at home, probably people are probably looking around at their house and be like, Hey, you know, I need to do something. How was it affected? Yeah, I would say, you know, from a remodeling perspective, it was huge because you're right. I mean, we're all in our homes a lot, right? You know, or out front. I can see a lot of people in their backyard um, or in their front yard looking at their house or siding. And, you know, you can kind of picture it like, honey, let's just, you know, let's just start doing some remodeling instead of, you know, because vacations were were gone, right? So mm-hmm. people were taking their money and, and refis and all sorts of things were coming up and, so yes, it was it was a pretty high demand, and it, it still is pretty high demand. I guess the challenge has been though on the supply chain and labor problem. Like so, people think, oh, you must be busy, and we're like, we are busy, but it's not necessarily like a super fun busy. You know, it's a, you know, we're you know we're missing windows here. You know, they're this thing's taken four months to get to us. It's just been kind of a lot of customer service things that have cropped up because of it. And I'd say for that, it's really kind of stunted our growth where it's not like, hey, we have this endless supply of labor that's just, you know, ready to install our siding. That's not the case. It's it's a it's a challenge. It's a daily challenge for us right now. How was uh, has material affected you guys? Yeah. So supply side, we've had a lot of issues. Um, different different manufacturers, including even Hardy, have have had to um, discontinue product lines. Um, so even if you had things sold, um, we've had product lines just up and discontinued right in front of us because they can't, they had to, again, kind of narrow their focus and say, hey, this is what we're really good at. We're going to focus on these product lines. We're going to discontinue all of these. So we've had discontinued products. We've had um, lead times for many ma- manufacturers of windows go from what used to take two to three weeks to get to three to four months, even five months to get things. So you know, when you're doing remodeling, that's a tough pill to swallow because, you know, you're talking to a homeowner and you're like, yeah, we'll get to you in the summer. And they're like, what? You know, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean, and obviously we're not the only we're we're all in the same boat. I mean, you know, our competition's in the same boat we are. So it's not like they can get a better deal somewhere else. It's just you, you have to have those tough conversations with people that, hey, look, this is it's a challenging time for us. And even if I say, you know, we're expecting product in the beginning of January, I have to get that product before I can schedule it with you because we get back orders. You know, it's it's not complete. We can't we can't do your house halfway. So um, that kind of challenge. Have we have you seen a lot of price fluctuations? I mean, I, obviously, everybody hears price fluctuations in like uh, in lumber and everyone assumes that's with everything. Have you seen a lot of that also in the, in, in the stuff you guys do? Yeah, you know what's funny? The lumber lumber fluctuates. It, it always has. Anything wood based, you know, will go up and go down. And and I, you know, I think from an industry standpoint, a lot of those products needed to go up, you know, a long time ago. So some of those increases are here to stay. But you know, on all the other stuff, if you're talking about a window or a siding or things like that, 
once you get a price increase from a manufacturer, guess what? They don't give you a price decrease. Mm-hmm. It's just they you, they condition you for that up that that higher price, and and that's the bummer part. And and we're in California, prices are already higher than most. I would say us in New York, we're we're always you know neck and neck for the highest costs. You know when you have insurance, you have the highest cost of everything. You know just you know gas, right? Just getting around. It doesn't matter what it is. So you have to pass it on to the homeowner and. It just it gets more difficult. I would say the increases were huge. I mean, sometimes 20, 30 percent from a year or two prior. And, you know, you have a homeowner that calls you and says, hey, I got your bid last year. We'd like to move forward. And we're like, um, (laughs) 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 you know, that's all you could say is, um, like a couple of times in a row. (laughs) Well, what do you think, you you know, what is has this and, you know, the Great Recession what have you what have you guys learned from that and kind of take with you to plan for the future yeah i I would say that you know i think with both is that you definitely have to be prepared for future events and and i think there's a tendency you know especially in construction and you know when you have a low barrier of entry to be an owner of something you know you have a tendency when you're making hay you, you you know your debt your debt potential goes way up right you start buying stuff you start you know, buying the new truck and the boat and, and you got to just prepare for those rainy days and everyone in business needs to do that. But, you know, for something like remodeling, you will feel the economy ebbs and flows um, more than other products. So you got to be prepared for that. And with COVID, I mean, obviously no one was prepared for that, but I think that the one thing I've learned is that I feel like there's always going to be something now, you know, it's like, sure, it was COVID and no one expected a global pandemic, but I kind of feel like this is our new normal not you know in that we're gonna have something always in our way a hurdle and i think it you know the the positive you can take from that is the cream will rise to the top and so if you're um if you're prepared for that and if you're a you know if you're a business that has a lot of character and integrity and you know like you guys are you're christ-centered you're there's a lot of really awesome values that you can stand behind and 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 you just live that through you you know from day by day and then the more you do that the more fun it is because you know those reviews come easier the those you know raving fans are easier because they they look at you and go that's a different company you know and they don't even necessarily know what it is but they just know you're different and so i i i kind of enjoy it sometimes when those when those downs are there you know I'm, we'll figure it out i'm, I'm certain well, you know, someone like yourself or someone like me, that to me, it energizes me, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I think I'm ready for that next challenge, that next thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's let's turn this a little bit to you uh, personally. So tell us about, you know, what you believe the, the things, you know, the skills and abilities that you have. And don't be humble here because this is uh, the skills and abilities you have and what you brought to the table that have really helped your business over the years? You know what? Good question. Um, I would say that, you know, I have a unique perspective in listening to people in our, in our business, in our industry. Um, but I'd say that, that with that listening comes the learning. And I'd say that knowing that you don't have all the answers is has been the most rewarding thing for me and that's why i was talking about that network is so important because i know there's people around me that that have already done it or do it better 
So why not try to learn from them? So I just knew early on that I couldn't do this all by myself and that I would need mentors and I would need people that I could uh, bounce ideas off of um, through business and in life. And I think that when you surround yourself with people that you can trust to that level, then life just becomes a little bit more rewarding and it, it feels a little bit less stressful when it's not all on your shoulders. And I think being an owner, you know, it's often described, you feel like alone sometimes, you know, you're on an island, uh-huh. you know, because you're, you're at the top, right? Who do you look to, to your left or to your right for that answer? And you can't really necessarily ask your team about it because that's not their challenge. So, you know, who are you going to turn to, you know, when you have that question or, or, or even bigger things in life, right? You know, that challenge in life, who, you know, who are your supporters? And so uh, uh, for me, I think that's been the most rewarding thing for me. And what I bring to the table is that very humble, integrity-filled approach to business and in life. No judgment, no, you know, just kind, you know. So I, I think that that makes my team excited to work for me and very fair. And, you know, they know um, very honest and fair. They know what I expect of them. So it's, you know, it's fun. Um, but I would say that it's more fun knowing that I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure it out. It's funny how, like, if it's probably more important that people know what to expect from you than it is probably anything else, you know? And if, and if they know that you're always gonna, one of our core values is doing the right thing. If they know that's, you know, what you live, you know, and I, and I have to say, and I know my staff listens to this. So uh, if, if they disagree with me, they'll come and tell me, but, (laughs) but I think that they can honestly say that they always know I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. And so whether it benefits me or not, the right thing's the right thing. And I always do it. And, um, and then treating people better. I I always say treat people better than they actually uh, um, expect to be treated. And that's a tough one. But I tell you what, yeah. that's really a tough one yeah. uh, because because yeah. we all have, whether we intend to do it or not, we all have when somebody doesn't act in a certain way, we we have a tendency to hold on to it. At least I do, you know. Uh, yes. But uh, but uh, so tell me about some of the failures you've had in your career and some of the successes that you've had in your career and what you kind of learned from them. You know, I would say with the with the 2008 crisis, I think that you know, being new and in, in that position for me, being being the owner and the boss, and you know, I I found myself being you know not prepared for that. I think that that was definitely an eye opening experience for me. That was my first you know real downturn um, like that in in my professional career, right? You know, I, when I was a boy, I didn't care, right? <laughs> I was still getting fed, so. Um, so when, it, when you're, you're a business owner, you, you go through those things, you know, you start to look at life a little bit differently. You, you start to look at, you know, local politics and you start to look at, you know, tax rates and you start to look at, you know, how do I save my money? And, and you know, you, you just start looking at life a little differently and that, and that you need to prepare yourself for that because, dang it, you have a team underneath you that that's going to rely on you. And, and that, like I said, I was stressed over payroll um and i'm sure they were hitting the their their pillow pretty nicely knowing that they were going to get paid you know i never told them it was a struggle right they just you know they felt oh man this is good we're still we're still doing okay you know and 
I think that, you know, like I said, you got to always prepare for that, that rainy day. So I think that moment for me really changed my, my philosophy. And, you know, I think success is, I think, you know, this last year has been the most rewarding for me because I've been going down this journey with U.S. Construction Zone and I'm meeting people like you and going on podcasts. I'm, I'm finding my voice in construction and, and it's, it's fun to do it because I, I'm learning so much from other people and, you know, just being able to, to influence more than just my team, I, I really enjoy. So I know I'm on the right path because um, I'm having fun doing it. And, you know, I wake up with a little bit more pep in my step, you know, so I, I feel like I need, just need to keep uh, exploring where I'm headed here. So we're, you know, spe speaking uh, about exploring where you're headed here, um, what do you foresee the future of your guys' business being? You know, uh, you talked a little bit about more about focusing on what, you know, what your true core competencies are. Um, what, you know, have you thought about, you know, different products, different services, different, you know, or, you know, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, you know, we're, we're definitely exploring some other product lines. I, I would say that, um, you know, just like I said earlier, I, I'm sure it's the same for you, but our labor shortage in Northern California is as bad as it's ever been. So we are, we're kind of in that scratch and claw moment of, um, you know, securing labor for what we do good at. And then as we look for other product lines, you know, the, we almost need to start with a labor force and work backwards because it's been that challenging. Um, you know, unfortunately, we we have a lot of people that are either moving out of California. We've had several of our crew members move out of California. Um, we've had several go to a different industry altogether. We've had a couple go to college. We've had a couple go to truck driving. You know, so we're we're getting cherry picked, and and that's not a comfortable feeling because you know I look at the younger generations and go, crap, I don't see a lot of replacement labor here, uh -huh. and so every time we lose somebody it's it's a tough pill to swallow and then you know so as we talk about you know other products we, we get a little bit leery of okay well we might want to look at the labor first <laughs> is there available labor for that um so it it makes the new products a little differently and and to be honest it makes our our growth uh potential a little stunted right now so i think that that our philosophy and it always kind of has been is be, be pretty lean and mean right now we're not we're not trying to you know to be the biggest guy on the block. We're we're want to make sure you know our website's you know performing great, our marketing's great, our messaging is awesome, our reviews are top notch. So we really focus on what we can control right now, and some of those ancillary things we we're trying to figure out ways to get involved as an industry to help. Um, but it's unfortunately it's not a short term you know correction. It's a, it's a long term problem that we have to go through. So. We want to be, you know, lean enough to be able to, uh, to, you know, sustain some of those blows right now. Yeah, and you know, from this, I think it, it'll, it'll probably make us better. You know, all these things will, will make us better. And um, I hear a lot of talk. I don't know if you do about trying to think about more. You know, as you know, construction has historically become less labor based. A yeah. lot more manufacturing base. So, you know, like take Hardy Board, for example, I gave that as an example. I mean, rather than painting it in the field, well, why not paint in the factory? Right. You know? and, yeah. and that cuts out a lot of time. And it, so when you go through stuff like that, because when I read in my home, 
I had uh, the old stuff that we painted, and and so when I when I when I was contemplating keeping what I had on my existing home or going with something new, it was kind of like a no brainer. Well, I'll go with brand new because it's already painted. Yeah. And then I got to pay somebody to paint what I have here anyhow. So yeah. yeah. And, and so it's yeah. just. So it may work out to be the be be really good thing. So um, as far as personal advice, if you were, you know, a because we're part of the group that we have is a, a younger group of people that aspire to either own their own company or be a senior member of an organization in construction. What personal and professional advice would you give them, um, you know, for somebody like that? Yeah, that's great. I, I would say to get involved in the industry. Um, for one, I, I'm I'm very passionate about giving back. So, you know, rubbing shoulders with people who are doing it the right way. Uh, people like yourself that you know give back to to multiple charity organizations and find out what you're passionate about, what you want to like put your money where your mouth is. So that for me has been a huge. Um, huge thing when I when I talk about development and then get involved with groups, whether that's a leadership group or business development group or, you know, or a network like we're creating with U.S. construction zones so that you can actually grow your network. I'm not just talking about a LinkedIn network. I'm talking about one that's that's more personal, one that you can, there's some people that you can rely on because all these guys have done it. All, um, we've been there, done that. We've stepped in the mines. We've we've made the mistakes. So find that mentor or that group of people that you can rely on um, as you face these challenges and, you know, set goals, do it. You know, everyone, you know, you could talk about it all you want, but you have to set a goal and then find find ways of achieving that. And again, I do really do think that that starts with talking with somebody who's been there already. And and I think that's so many people want to do it on their own and they want to you know, um, pave their own trail and all of that stuff, which is great, but it, it just is, it'll avoid so much pain. You can just, uh, surround yourself with people that you can trust. Well, you know, I, I, up until the past few years, I haven't really big been big into like being part of uh, different organizations, but I joined Vistage a few years ago and mm -hmm. it's been, a, it's been a great, great, great thing to, to being around a lot of people who are a lot of smart people. We yeah. have a lot of, as you said, as owners or CEOs, you become like an eye, you feel like an island sometimes. And it's nice to have somebody to commiserate with or ask, you know, I, I use it as a, an advisory board. You know, it's good to talk to these, you know, whether they're smaller or larger than me, just good to bounce ideas off of uh, all together. Um, right. you, you also said something about, uh, gosh, what were you saying? You were, you, um, now I lost my train of thought there. You you said something uh, and and I thought about uh, uh about uh, something related to something you talked about, but maybe it'll come to me. So okay. and if it nope. doesn't, uh, uh, but um, so let so we're gonna go into the the speed round, which is uh, you know uh, eight different categories, and you rate it from one to ten, and ten can be the the tens the highest, one is tens the most important, one's the least important, and they can all be tens. So okay. uh, it's it's up to you to determine it. And, you know, you probably want to give why you believe uh, your number is correct. So okay. we'll start off with the first one, uh, scheduling. Ooh, I mean, right now that's such a challenge. Um, you know, I, I would say that's that's 
tough. I would say um, I would like to add scheduling with communication there. I think I think that's got to be high up there. Eight, especially with our challenges that we have with supply, is that scheduling is like it, it, it's a juggling act. And if you're not communicating that with your clients, you know, with all the changes that we're having and the challenges, then it's going to bite you in the butt. So I I give it an eight. Estimating. Estimating, accurately estimating right now is also high up there. I'd give it a seven. Um, I think with all of the the price increases and challenges we have with with you know fluctuating lumber prices, is that you got to be accurate and you got to have a system in place that that is accurate. And if you don't, you know you can't just do the per square or per square foot or things like that. You really have to get you have to think like an installer. You have to think how am I going to build this and what are the challenges I'm going to face and if you miss now, you miss big, you know, because, you know, having to go buy that extra beam or, you know, you know, wherever you miss, it's it's very costly now. Your mistakes are just so much more highlighted. So I would say I'd give that a seven. Uh, contracts and contract administration. So contracts, I'm talking about the paper contract and contract administration. I'm talking about the execution of what's in that paper contract. Oh, that's tough. Um I would say it's it's important when you when you're building a business to to have that you know your paperwork and your your kind of systems in place. I'd give this a six. I think it's still vitally important. Everything here, you know, really I could argue is a ten. But I think once you have it in place, um, you know, you want to do it right the first time, and then you want to refresh it and and make sure that your systems are in place that you are protecting you and your business you know, um, from whatever that may be, lawsuit, whatever. I would say that as a family business, um, we don't we don't struggle as much from that end because, you know, we go to the ends of the earth for our clients. And if, if we have to redo something, we will. We, we want to avoid the bad review. We want to avoid the unhappy client. And we want to avoid any litigation or we don't want somebody looking the back of our contract. The back of our contract has a bunch of legal crap that I don't want to read and I don't want my homeowner or clients to turn it over and read either. So we're going to avoid that step. It's funny how that is, man. You know, I mean, it's good to have in place, but you never want to use it. <laughs> never. <laughs> By the time people start reading the contracts, it's it's not a good thing. So No, definitely uh, not. Design. Yeah, I would uh, for for my our business, I'd rate this a little lower for um, I would say that I'd love to, you know, I think you get a tendency, you know, we've done the same thing uh, with our business where you want to get fancy, right? You want to you want the new product, you want the bells and whistles and you want to, you know, kind of present it in a way that, hey, we got this um, this new technology and which is all great. But with the challenges of COVID right now, you have to perform. And so for us, we've we've gone down to our bread and butters, which is James Hardy Fiber Cement and LP Smart Side and some of these other bigger, bigger businesses, bigger products. So we've had to kind of scale our design a little back because we don't want to promise we don't want to overcommit and underdeliver. I think that's what homeowners hate the most is when you promise the moon and you can't actually do it. Mm-hmm. So we would rather be a little bit more honest and upfront with the challenges that we're facing in our industry. Accounting. Ooh, man, I would say for for contractors and business in general, I'm going to give that an eight. It's it's some very important, again, kind of back to that systems thing that you, you have to have some good systems in place. Otherwise, 
you know, every year it'll bite you in the butt, right? But the thing with our industry and maybe with everybody in life right now is, you know, how quickly does a year, two, three, four, five years go? Really fast. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you have systems that are not in place that are correct, you are gonna throw away hundreds of thousands of dollars no problem, very easily. And the government, your both local and federal government, they're not gonna care what mistakes you make. You do have to have a team around you to to stay in 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 touch with the the changes. I mean, it changes with every president, right? How yeah. how are you gonna stay on on top of that? I'm not. So you better have a team around you that is. So um, I'd give that an eight. Well, that's good advice, especially from somebody who lives in California, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so exactly uh, selling work. Let's say that again, sorry. Selling work. Selling work. What do you mean by that, Scott? Just going out and actually, you know, selling the product to the individual homeowner. I see. I see. The sales process is vitally important. Um, I'm going to give this an eight as well. I think it's, uh, it's again, back, you know, I, I have a thing about systems and I, I had a, a year theme last year where we just went through all of our systems. And I think if you have a sales process, um, we're a little different in that we are not a one call close, um, you know, type of company. We are, you know, we take it back to the office. We, you know, we talk about it as a team if we need to, and we, we provide very professional detailed proposals to our clients. So the sales process for us is very conversational. It's very consultative. It's not selling. I, I we don't really like, um, being sold, so we we don't we don't really put a lot of pressure on our clients. We feel like there's enough business for all of us, and that we're really trying to find the right fit for us as well. So we really don't do a lot of selling. We do a lot more educating, to be honest. Good point there. Um, and the last but not least, leadership. Uh, you know I'm going to say ten here, Scott. <laughs> you know I'm going to say ten here. Yeah, I mean th- this is my jam. I'm not saying it it should be for everybody, but Oh man, if you can if you can have a good leader around you and one that can inspire your team, but also really you know have missions in place and have way more about the money and about what we make and what our P and L looks like. It's about what are we doing um, as a company, as individuals, to better ourselves. And I think that if you don't have a strong leader in place, you're you're not going to really create a bunch of leaders underneath you that are that feel that way. It's going to be it's going to become about the money. And um, everyone can do that, but I think it's a it's a challenging place to be when everything's about money. And I think it's not rewarding and it's not sustainable. And I think God will humble you if you have that take and that approach in your life. It, it'll be a humbling experience that you probably don't want to have. So try to keep money at the lowest end of that. You know, the funny thing is people always need to, uh, I mean, we need to have money in order to have a successful business model. You know, that's a no brainer. I always say, you know, our vision for our company is we're in the business of building the kingdom, you know? And the first part of that is business. So you need to be able to have a successful business because in order to give, you have to be able to have that. And sometimes I think people miss that, uh, that whole deal, but you know, having it more than just about the money, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because it's, there's got to be something more to it than that, because it because if it's all about the money, then that makes you make decisions that are not probably going to put you in a position for a having like your company having a three generational company because it won't last, you know. Yeah. So, 
but I, I, I want to thank you for being on with me today. Um, sounds like you, you guys have a real good solid business model. Sounds like you guys are out there making a difference and it sounds like you're out there making a difference. I want to commend you from a lot of different perspectives. Um, when they set up the podcast with you, uh, everyone was really excited about having you on the podcast. They're like, this is somebody that believes a lot of stuff that we do. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I didn't dig in more because I wanted to talk to you, but yeah. there's a there's a lot of similarities between our businesses. And, I uh, I agree. I, I wanted to commend you and what you guys got going on too. I mean, for your service to our country, for your service to the mission, and you know, just you guys have been putting your head down doing it a long time, and I want to commend you for that. And I look up to businesses like yours because, you know, with with our, our network, it's 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 tough. I I, I have a challenge with. Um, you know, being very forward with my faith. And I think that's something I struggle with and that, you know, in California, it's a very, uh, it's a different way of living here. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a very nice way of living. <laughs> I, have a, I have a hard time being, you know, it's just hard to be, you know, out there all the time. And um, I, same with my business too. It's a national business and I try to, you know, be really cordial. But I think when people talk to me and they just like yourself you can see the faith and you can see it it's in the background and it's always part of my decision making and ultimately i'm trying to to lead people that way as well is hey you know if if you ask me the questions about you know leadership then i'm going to i'm going to tell you my answers and i want to just be that you know that example for them i want them to ask me and then i'm going to go into my pitch brother you know and i i have been you know and i've been highly criticized um for being outward of my faith related to my business. But, uh, you know, if you, I always remember a sermon I heard once on the, it was a sermon on the Mount and, uh, the pastor who gate, who did it, pastor named Mike bro, credible pastor. And he, he talked about it being like a ladder. And at the top of the ladder is, you know, um, uh, is uh those 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 are who are persecuted you know but yeah. why do people get persecuted people get per persecuted because of jealousy and envy and those type of things too and yeah. and you know you're you know and i and i just i just decided you know what everybody's allowed to have their own opinion and i'm allowed to have mine <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna live my life the way that that I think that God would want me to live my life. And, uh, and I'm glad to see that there's somebody else out there doing that too. And I awesome. want to turn it, I want to turn it over to you for any last comments you have. And I, I just want to thank you. It, uh, does my heart, uh, good to know somebody else there's fighting a good fight too. So you have the last thank, word. Thank you, Scott. I, I, I appreciate you having me on, you know, I would say, you know, just stay in touch with me. I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm all over there or sign up for U.S. Construction Zone, just go to usconstructionzone.com and and join the community and stay in touch with me. I, I Like I said, I've enjoyed thoroughly just getting to know other people in the industry. And now my network is not just California, it's the nation. I feel, I feel a lot more rewarded and blessed for that. And I feel like once you start to get on that path of, of building a network or, or just team of people that care about you, and that you can rely on for those questions and problems when they arise in life. Um, it just makes you feel a lot better about your future. And so I, I just encourage you, if you're not doing it now, to, to you know, build your team around you and make sure you customize it with positive, uplifting people 
because um, you are who you associate with for sure. Um, but I, I appreciate you having me, Scott, and I, I look forward to, uh, to chatting with you more in the future. Well, that was another great podcast, uh, ConX, and uh, I look forward to having everybody back next week. Uh, last, I just want to say, Jeremy, once again, it was a great opportunity to have to meet you. And uh, um, I, I learned a lot about your company. And honestly, if if I was in the need, I'd come to you. So you. Um, appreciate it. And uh, but with that said, see you at the next Connex podcast. <laughs>